Hello there, Maggie. Hi. Do you want to make a podcast? I don't know. Go on. Say it. It's fun fiction. to fun fiction i wish i was the seat cushion in tim curry's wheelchair scotty moore <laughs> I, I told you i told you to be ready for it and you know what we all float down here i'm megan danger how dare you and i know i was like hey it's october let's do some spooky ween stuff let's go and then you immediately bust out with like the thing i'm most scared of and that's clowns at least as a child clowns is what i was most scared of oh yeah i mean that's that's why i picked it because i there's nobody who if you're just gonna be like clowns they're, they're gonna be like, yeah, awesome, that's my favorite thing. That's my fetish, fuck yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, we're gonna get to that, you know what? You know no, what? what? No, that's no. not, no, that's not my fetish, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's absolutely not my fetish. I was gonna, because what I was gonna say is that I picked it because there's no one who would say, like, that's my favorite thing. Everybody is like, ew, no, clowns, I'm frightened of that. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna have to walk that statement back when we get to the part where we talk about the fan fiction and I have to talk about all of the clown fuckers on the oh, internet. Oh, no, man. Who, wa who want to fuck the clown man. Because <laughs> they're out there, apparently. <laughs> I'm trying to see it. Because, like, you know there's, like, people fetishize serial killers. And, like, I could see it. I'm trying to see it with this clown man. And it's impossible. Because, like, he is... Sc Scotty? Well, no, like... <laughs> I'm gonna... You know, there are the people who want to fuck serial killers. And I can see that, but... <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, like, the hot ones. There are hot serial killers. We don't discriminate on this podcast. Anyone could be a serial killer, attractive or not. I'm saying when it comes to old... Bon Skunsberg, or whatever the fuck his name is. Bill, he's Bill, Bill Skarsbegard. Bon Jovi Skard is an attractive, like, he's an alright looking man. And then, but like, the makeup and what he does physically to his face is the worst. Like, I'm like, you can't, you can't want to fuck this. You don't, don't fuck this. Except <laughs> people really do want to. Apparently. May I didn't want to do this this soon into the show. I but know. We, okay. are, we are getting so far ahead of ourselves. Well, here's the weird thing for me. Like, you said it, and I just said actively, I am not. I shouldn't have looked up Penny Rise Rule 34. We're like, we are like two minutes into, two minutes into <laughs> fun fiction and chill, and we pull up the Pennywise porn. This is a very good one because it's got Bill Skarsgård without the makeup on, but with the Pennywise outfit, but without the clothes, so it's just got the frills, and just a massive donger with a balloon tied to the end of it. It's very good. <laughs> 
That's actually amazing. Anyways. If you don't leave the Pennywise outfit on during sex, then what is even the point? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I actively said, like, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to read it because I I can't because it's a very jump scary affair. And like, I think we've talked. I can watch a horror movie if it don't have jump scares. Anything else? I'm good. But like jump scares fuck me up. See, I, I, I find jump scares to be like the, the fun little. Um... It's like when you it's like when you're on the roller coaster and they yeet you over the side. See, I like being yeeted on the roller coaster. It's like the fun jump scares are like the fun little seasoning. Hell in a, no. In a, in a horror film. See, Absolutely I not. I can't do, I, we talked about this, too. I can't do, like, uh, realistic shit. I can't do yeah. films about, like, serial killers and shit like that. Yeah, once it becomes, like, an actual human, what lives in this real earth could do, that's when it, and actually, yeah. now that I think about it, you will hate my fan fiction in this case. Nope! Mm, see, now, now I, I don't want that. My, see, my shit is gonna be fun and silly like this dumbass fucking franchise, which I guess we're going to talk about now. <laughs> like I said, I've never read it. I've never seen it, but I'm obsessed with it. The story is so fucking enthralling. I just can't watch it. So I will watch clips. Like, I've watched the opening to the film numerous times. And, like, I've watched the end because I gotta see a big fuck off spider. You know, if you want to get Scotty invested, put a big spider at the end. Wild, wild west. Let's go. Also, I just love uh, how talking about it sounds like never read it. Can't see it. Won't watch it. Obsessed with it. It's because it makes it sound so mysterious. Like, gotta have it. (laughs) Frightened Uh, of it. I'm so scared of it, but it's very good. Also, I love that I never said the name of it, but I did technically. It's true. It's the most difficult thing to talk about. It. (laughs) It. We're talking it. We're doing it. It. Um, Okay, so it's about an, a group of individuals known as the Loser Cut Club. Also, some boy gets his arm bit off, and that's that's where my info ends. Right. Okay, so first we got the book, which I have never read, because I don't read Stephen King's books as a rule, except for his one nonfiction book on writing, which is great, because at that point, he was sober and could look back and be like, man... <laughs> I sure did all the I did all the coke yeah. and, a, and a lot of the alcohol. I was I was a crazy man for a while there, but people sure seem to be into it. Um, it's actually a great book, but uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of the movie adaptations of things where they sort of look at Stephen King's books and go, "So we're all in agreement, right? We're gonna we're gonna leave <laughs> out all the weird sex shit." Like we, yeah, okay, okay, cool. Because I, I remember reading about reading like the novel, the novelization, the novel version. Which, by the way, I'm on the wiki, and I love the fact that within the first paragraph, it tells you the themes of the book. Which, in my opinion, like this is still somewhat a writing show. Knowing the themes of what you're writing about helps a lot because that kind of informs your narrative to know what it should be about. So it still feels it-ish. It still feels like it's in the it universe. But it says, the power of memory, childhood trauma, and its recurrent echoes in adulthood, and overcoming evil through mutual trust and sacrifice, or by fucking each other in the sewer because that's how the first book ends (laughs) sewer fucking yeah okay here are the themes of every stephen king book 
childhood trauma, weird sex shit. Everyone in the Northeast is insane. Yeah. Uh, a sex pervert or a demon ghost. After the battle, not knowing if they killed it or not, the losers get lost until they take part in an orgy. I've never been in an orgy, but I don't think it was like all of like light shined from the middle of a bunch of dicks all coming together and then shooting off into the air. Like, I don't think it was magical. Yeah, that's the weird thing about... <laughs> Here's a sentence I'm gonna say. That's the weird thing about the child gangbang in a sewer. <laughs> Is it is that it's like a it's like suppose it's framed as like a very wholesome child gangbang in a sewer that they use to draw strength and love from each other. <laughs> as all gangbangs do. <laughs> which can we just say a prayer for Beverly, the only female presenting person in this group? That's why I don't call it the, the orgy. That's why I call it the gangbang. Yeah, like I like no, I don't. I'm mentally picturing it, and I don't like it, because all I'm seeing is, like, five dicks mm-hmm. connecting together, and then a light shooting through the air, and then they all do, like, fucking Sailor Moon transformations <laughs> as they grow together to form the bond that lasts a lifetime. There's a, um, because I, I too, have, have been spending way too much time in on the Wikipedia. There's, like, a, a quote... On the for the miniseries adaptation, the one with Tim Curry from what was it at that point? It was like the early ninety. When the fuck was the God damn it? It was like ninety one. It it was really with like one of the like producers or something where he was like really disappointed of like because you know obviously they're like oh we have to cut so much like this book is fucking massive like you know this book's like a thousand goddamn pages long because Stephen King was on so much cocaine and no self-restraint and he's like you know I'm really sad that we had to cut out the child gangbang in the sewer I felt like that was really important to it (laughs) this sentence (laughs) is the worst thing Smith considered the book's descriptions of childhood sexuality to be questionable and was particularly shocked by a scene of the Losers Club engaging in a fucking gangbang, let's be honest. However, Hendricks identified this moment as, in a sense, the heart of the book, and a thematic demonstration of crossing from childhood to adulthood and concluded that it's a way for King to tell kids that sex, even unplanned sex, even sex, that's kind of weird, even sex where a girl loses her virginity in the sewer can be powerful and beautiful if the people have- No, it can't! Is it a fucking sewer? You psychopath! She's 12 in a sewer with five dudes. <laughs> I We've got to get off the orgy because like, it's really we've got a solid 10 on just the orgy. It's a lot. Okay, fine. I can stop talking about that and I can start talking about the ritual of chud. <laughs> And 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 the ancient turtle that created the universe. How about we talk about that instead? You mean some more parts of the book that everyone on all the movie producers ever were like, we're not fucking doing this. We are not doing this. Because I think I think they teased for chapter two that the turtle may make an appearance, but then they were like, nah, fuck that. We are not putting this turtle in here. 
It says it was reported to be in the film, but it did not happen, though there was a golden turtle statue in the adult Ben's home. Okay. Yeah, so for chapter two, the closest they got was they had, when they bring all the adults back to to Derry, and they all get way too focused on the awkwardness of, like, whether or not they kind of want to fuck each other still. Yeah. um, And that they don't remember anything, except they're all kind of horny for each other, and Mike who is played by uh, the old Spice Man, um, is the only one who is... <laughs> I forgot it was Old Spice Man! It is. It is Old Spice Man, who just looks amazing, uh, is, like, the only one who is, like, still focused on, like, because he, he never left Derry, is, is the only one who's like, you know, like, no, we gotta murder this clown. He doses fucking um professor x i can't remember his name oh james Uh, mcavoy yeah yeah he doses him against his will with like fucking um ayahuasca or some shit what the fuck to like show him the myth of like the ritual of chud or whatever (laughs) because he's that's like how he gets him to be like hey stop being horny and pay attention to how we're gonna kill the clown Oh, cool. I didn't realize, but I, I'm just going to be like, well, you actually talk about what we're supposed to talk about. I'm going to be reading fun facts. I didn't realize that the child actors in the first film were asked about who wa- they wanted to play them. Apparently, Finn Wolfhard was immediately like, Bill fucking hater. Good work, Finn. Yeah, actually, honestly, they did a really good job matching the the kids to the adults. Yeah, exactly. No, it feels really good. Like, that's the thing. Like, It Chapter 1 is a good movie. It is a genuinely good horror movie. Um, all the kid actors do a really good job. Uh, you know, Bill, Bill Skurrisgird goes full, like, feral clown creature. Yeah, I think I described it to you earlier that Tim oh, Curry. The way, yeah, the way that you said it was great. It is a, it's one of our favorite <laughs> series online, which of course is Big Top Burger, which posits that clowns are a race of individuals that exist. Bill Skarsgård is a clown. Tim Curry is a human wearing face paint. Like it's just completely two different. Because like the minute you see him in the sewer, and he's like, "Hello, Georgie, do you want your boat?" It's a nice boat. Is a full on like that's a fucking clown and he ain't a real person. But yeah. Tim Curry is just like a, Tim Curry portrays a chain smoking man at the carnival who was forced to do makeup at the last minute. Just like Yep. Yeah, fuck it. I got a boat for you. <laughs> Whatever. Come here. Come here, kid. Get I'm bite here. off your arm. <laughs> I'm gonna chew your arm, kid. That's literally what he did on, on set because he, he uh, agreed to the role. He was like, yeah, cool, sounds awesome. Um, but then he was just like, oh, no, I've forgotten. Actually, I'm deeply frightened of clowns myself. <laughs> yeah. um, to the point where he wouldn't allow any mirrors near him on set. Uh, he was actually, yep. they almost fired a dude who was applying his makeup with a hand mirror and he saw his reflection and was like, oh no, I am clown. <laughs> oh god, it's me. <laughs> and then uh, Skarsgård, they straight up were like, nah, you're too scary. We ain't showing you to these kids. And then at one point they finally said, well, fuck, he has to be in the same scene. And I think it was Finn Wolfhard who was like, nah, fuck that shit. That sucks. That just <laughs> sucks. But, um, so when Tim Curry was not filming, he would just sit away from everyone else and chain smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all I gotta do, baby. I'm a clown. (laughs) I'm a clown and I hate it. 
I'm a nasty little clown. <laughs> but yeah, there's that great video clip of Bill Skarsgård um, in the sewer scene. And uh, he's pumping the kids up and he's like, all right, y'all ready to kick my ass? Y'all ready to kick my ass? And the kids are all going, yeah! <laughs> Just great. I will say, I, I will say, the end of chapter two is the most unintentionally sad defeat of a villain I've ever fucking seen. Because I was pumped, because I, I, ever since I read that there's a giant spider at the end of It, I've been slowly just trying to build up the courage to watch the films because I want to see a giant fucking spider. And so I finally watched the full ending of chapter two. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, he's a spider. That's pretty cool. And it kept going. Oh, no, he's now small. Oh, no, now he's a baby. Oh, no, the baby's dying. Oh, no. (laughs) It was so fucking sad. It was such a sad defeat. Well, because it's really kind of like, okay, so we're bouncing all over the place. It Chapter 2 is kind of a disappointing movie, and it's interesting because it mirrors the same way with the miniseries. I mean, the miniseries is goofy as hell. It it doesn't really stand the test of time very well. But at the time, uh, part one of the miniseries critically went over really well people really liked yeah. it uh part two not so much the the adults just like could not hold it down as well as the kids i think it's just because it's a harder story to sell because it's like the first one it's a bunch of kids are afraid of like generic shit that scares kids oh i'm behind this and then the kids get together and they defeat their fears that's fun what happens next well they're adults and they're still scared of a clown <laughs> Yeah, nah, dog, I'm not there anymore. I'm. N- oh, wait, hold on. Let me also bring up the ritual of Chud. Okay. Um, it's like, mm. And then, wait, there's a giant spider and a turtle. You've lost me. You've lost <laughs> me here. And they're all still horny. Uh-huh. You'd think, it, you'd think it would be less weird that they're all horny now that they're adults. Yeah. The orgy's out of both of them, right? Like, neither of them said, yes, let's they're, do the orgy. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Good, good, good. Oh, God. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, because I, I know the first, like, the uh, the reboot, they were like, yeah, we ain't doing this. But I wasn't sure how crazy they were in the 90s that they were no, like, the, fuck the, yeah. The, yeah, the miniseries was airing on, like, fucking ABC. <laughs> They had a hard enough time just being like, are we going to put this on TV? <laughs> yeah. Up next, Full House. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, it Chapter 2 is is not as good as It Chapter yeah. 1, um, which is a shame because, again, it's a really good cast. Like, you know, everybody does a good job. It's just, it just kind of meanders. There's not as much Bill Skarsgård, so yeah. that automatically makes it less good. Like, there's more time spent... With all of them just being like, I'm an unfulfilled adult. Good, cool, mm. fuck you, kill the clown, damn it. Yeah, it's like, go kill the fucking clown. <laughs> That's what it is, they have more focus in the first one, so it seems like a story and not just a Blues Brothers getting the band back together narrative. Yeah, there we go, that's a good way to put it. But it is worth it, because that's the thing, they do defeat, like, like you said, it does seem kind of sad, but... Uh, when you have it in the context of the whole movie, it is kind of, like, hilarious and weird, even if it is also sort of a letdown. They do defeat the clown with mean words. Yes! It's a lot. It's real dumb. 
They do, yeah, they do defeat him with mean words because that's the only way, the, the ritual of, ch of Chud, of Chud, I don't know, there's umlauts over it. I don't remember how they pronounce it in the movie. I watched it a while ago. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work. So they, they realize the only way to actually defeat the clown is to not be afraid of it anymore. Uh, anymore and uh, the only way to prove that is to be mean to it. <laughs> and... You know, be a dick to it. Yeah, it's like it's like what's his face from Home Alone? Be like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Oh, and one of the ways you get that, and it makes watching the whole movie worthwhile. And yeah, you do have to watch the whole movie because it's the only way that this really feels like a payoff that you earn is that Bill Hader does call Pennywise the evil demon clown a sloppy bitch. <laughs> Bill Hader, no, Bill Hader is the. <laughs> MVP of chapter two. Like, just the clips I've seen, Bill Hader. And I think it might be because I'm biased and I love Bill Hader, but he killed it. Oh, well, what's not, I mean, what's not to love with Bill yeah. Hader? Fuck, man, it. It's so buck wild. Like, I think I defined it pretty well earlier, and it's also how I wrote my fan fiction, which is it. Very strong beginning, very strong ending. Then some shit happens in between that we don't really need to worry about and also has the ritual of Chud. Like, that's, that's it. <laughs> There's a world, turtle. I just, I picture fucking Stephen King, like, coked out of his fucking mind just being like, yeah, pasted off, like, the Billy Goat's Gruff or something. Also, like, I was really into the sewers and Banger, Maine. Everyone in Maine is fucking crazy because it snows there all the time. Originally, Pennywise was going to be a troll. I don't know. Fucking kids banging in the sewers. And I'm fucking Stephen King. Stephen Fuck King. <laughs> Took me five years to write this shit. It's a thousand pages long. Stephen Wait, King. It could be 200. <laughs> this could be a 30-minute special of Supernatural. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, fuck. Okay, Megan, how'd you fix it? How did you fix it? Well, apparently you're going to be doing, like, some crazy fucking serial killer shit. So. Yeah, well, a week ago, and this will be parting the curtain a little bit, we were like... Hey, didn't we, uh, I thought we were gonna, like, brainstorm the ideas. Like, just come with a general idea. And I said, yeah, we can start doing that again if you want to. And then <laughs> I sat down to write and said, nah, fuck it, we going hard in the paint. We're going hard in the paint. Let's go. Just hanging me out to dry, why don't you? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll find, <laughs> find a fully formed narrative out of what you've written. I guarantee, guarantee it. <laughs> well, okay. Fine. So, here's the thing. So, what, uh... This book what, sucks. Here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. I bounced around a couple of different things. First off, I was like, okay, what if I just... What if I just went really self-indulgent? Because, you know, we, we haven't really played with a lot of tropes. We haven't really explored the space. I was like, what if I just wrote a self-insert Mary Sue fan fiction? Or I... <laughs> Beat the fuck out of Pennywise the Clown with a bat while destroying his self-esteem because he ain't shit. I was like, afraid this was about to become, why don't I go to Stephen King's house and beat the shit out of him with a bat for writing this? No, God. I don't have anything against him personally. Like, as a human man. Fucking Dark Tower movie for the shit. Bat. 
bam. <laughs> no, it was shit, but it was great. Oh god, it was so funny. You gotta <laughs> on on an unrelated note, go watch the. Du- I mean, I don't know if you're a fan of the Dark Tower, maybe don't. But if if you don't know anything about the Dark Tower, like me, if you have maybe the barest knowledge of the Dark Tower, go watch it so you can hear Matthew McConaughey be like, <laughs> Roland, you always. Uh, you're always able to resist my dark magics. You're able to resist my dark magics, I tell you what. This little baby right here is called Dark Magic Cocaine. Here, have a little sniff of this. Why are you always trying to bring down my dark tower, Roland? That's what I love about these gunslingers. I get older, they stay the same age. Uh, all right, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> Fuck, that movie was great. Does, does the gunslinger shoot with his left hand or no? He's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Fuck, we're gonna have to do a Dark Tower episode. We're both gonna come in like we don't know shit about these books, but Matthew McConaughey's fucking insane. Basically, that's that's okay. that's the gist of it. Okay, so self insert was an option. Yeah, self-insert, just Mary Sue, straight up. Like, I just roll into Derry, and, like, all the adult losers are just, like, very impressed with me because I don't have to waste time being neurotic about having had a sewer orgy with any of them when I was a kid. So I I could just get, like, right down to business. I know they're called the Losers Club, but that just sounded like the best fucking burn of all time. I'm stumbling into all these adult losers are staring at me. What up, losers? What up, nerds? (laughs) No, wait, that's actually just the name of you as, like, a collective. Oops, my bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then, like, Pennywise, you know, it would just, like, appear. And you know how, like, if you have, like, a a fight-or-flight response? Yeah. So that's actually just, like, my thing is is fight. And that's not even, like, a, I'm a tough badass. Like, you know those videos where, um... They try to like prank somebody, and they 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 have like a, a mask on, and they're trying to like spook them, and, and they, they just freak get out, and they just start wailing on them. Yeah, that's me. Like I just instinctively, I get scared and I start punching. I thought you meant you just started screaming insults at the thing you're afraid of. Like you're at the doctor's office, and they're like, "We have to give you a shot, a, a big injection." Fuck you, fuck you, nerd. <laughs> No, like I, my, my, my fight or flight response is, is always fight. So it's like if I get scared, I just start smacking. So I'm saying even if I was confronted with like, so if like Pennywise, like literally like popped up and was just like, Ew, like my first instinct legitimately also would just be, ah, and then just like clubbing him in the face. Oh, fuck. What are you doing? No, no, stop, stop. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> So, like, even if I wasn't writing myself as, like, someone who wasn't, like, super cool, my, my first instinct would legitimately be to deck him in his horrible clown face. But this is the fanfiction where I am super cool, and I would have a bat, and I would just hit him in his horrible clown face. I like this narrative that you're, like, in this version, you're like a Pennywise hunter, and you go from town to town <laughs> beating down Pennywises. <laughs> Yes, just hunting Pennywises. And so while I'm hitting him with the bat, I would also be saying shit like, you know, you'll, you'll never get out of dairy, Pennywise. You're never going to make something of yourself. You just <laughs> like your father. <laughs> I, lo- 
I've never considered this, but why didn't they just run to the outskirts of Derry where he can't get to them? And there's like an invisible force field that comes up and he's like, no, no. You're like, gosh, fuck you, nerd. You can't get us now, bitch. You're never going to get out of this town. You're like a shitty pop punk song. <laughs> What's up, Bowling for Soup? No, stop it. I just got a new guitar head. We're really going to make it big one day. You're going to be in your dad's garage forever, Pennywise. No, no, I just wrote a new one. Do you guys want to hear it? No, fuck your music, Pennywise. <laughs> Fucking derivative of Blink-182, Pennywise. I just... You've written a two-sentence fanfic. Pennywise <laughs> bad at bass. I beat him. That's not even the one I ended up going with. Okay. <laughs> there was a, a, bun of, a bunch of fear that welled up in me going, I don't think we can go 20 minutes on Megan Whalen on a motherfucker with a bat and screaming about shitty emo music. We did get a tight five out of it, though. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we're probably going to get less out of it. <laughs> you're going to tell you're going to say your idea and then we're going to immediately go back to, OK, so he's in a band. Who's the drummer? <laughs> what do we do next? So then I, I ditched that one because I was like, no, I'm going to I'm going to do something with a goal. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a goal for myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a challenge. Because uh, my thing after that was like, okay, because you you said it. Why, uh, chapter two, part two, or whatever doesn't work? Yeah. Because watching a bunch of adults be afraid of a clown doesn't work. <laughs> because, like you said, neither of us were like, yeah, we don't like clowns. Nobody really likes clowns except for the people who really like clowns. <laughs> And I'm folding these two things together into this challenge here. I hate it. I hate it. Because, yeah, in, into this, uh, in the original book, you know, it's like, oh, what scares people? Clowns, old ladies, a wolf man, uh, Dracula. At one point, literally a Frankenstein. Um, which, yeah, I guess that's all it took to, to scare people in, uh, I guess the book takes place in, like, the 50s and then fast forwards into, like, the 80s. Ah, it's Dracula. Oh, no. It's, it's a ding-dang Frankenstein coming after me. Shit. <laughs> it's an evil lady. I guess, you know, like, don't get me wrong, if I saw, like, a big fucking spider, I guess I would yeah. flip shit. But, like, also the way things are, like, a part of me would, would also be, like... That John Mulaney bit where it's like, yeah, this may as well happen. Or in my case, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to figure out a way to get <laughs> yeah. up on that bad boy. <laughs> you just want a, a fucking... A, a new mount to yeah. ride across town on. <laughs> you know how big that thing is? It would make my commute so much faster. <laughs> so in which case, yeah, you're just like, all right, let's do this shit. So, <laughs> so that's part of the problem, too, is you reach a point... Where you're an adult and it's just like this, this clearly, this isn't working. Yeah. It's like the Grinch trying to scare Cindy Lou Who. It's just like, why, why are you not scared of me? Yeah. I'm going to change. <laughs> God. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like, good job, fuck clown McMike. Like, try, try another one. Um, <laughs> fuck clown McMike. My favorite Stephen King villain. <laughs> So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to write fan fiction that makes a Pennywise 
that is scary for the adults of today, but also I'm going to do it in a way that makes him completely unfuckable. Okay. Because I want a challenge. Because when people say, you know, they, they say things like, why you climb Mount Everest? Because it's there. I've already got a found. I've found a way to do this, and it doesn't. It just doesn't just make him unfuckable. It makes everyone unfuckable. My name's COVID nineteen. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, except but then, do you know about COVID, Chan? No, and we're not gonna get into it. What's your story? <laughs> <laughs> except yeah, yeah, yeah. You type it into Google. <laughs> No, that's not what I'm doing. At oh, all. that's what I. Oh, that's what I assumed you were doing. <laughs> no, it is what I'm doing, definitely. <laughs> oh no! I hate it. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. I'll be honest. COVID chain can fucking get it. I'm not gonna lie. Nothing is unfuckable except, <laughs> hopefully, this. Okay. So, in this in this fiction. I, I I guess I, I really didn't p- picture uh, any specific member of the, the Losers Club. I guess this is kind of like a reader. I can't remember what the fuck they call those. A reader insert? Yeah. Wait, is this in second person? Are you looking at what second person would be? No, I know what second. I know what second. Well, no, I, I definitely wrote it in first person. Okay. Now that I think about it. <laughs> because this was written in a fever dream um you you did it the stephen king way you snorted a line of cocaine and woke up and there was a whole story in front of you (laughs) but i'll I'll never never tell tell. (laughs) yes (laughs) i wait i guess i wake up and at the at like the foot of my bed slowly i see a red balloon float up into my line of vision and there's like that knot of fear that you feel and it pops and I am gripped by the unique anxiety of having to call my health insurance on the phone (laughs) because they fucked my bill up and I know that I'm going to be transferred three times and be on hold for a half hour only for them to say that it was my doctor's office's fault and I'm going to have to call my doctor's office and there's this one receptionist who always sounds like she's so pissed to be there and I don't know her life, you know, like maybe she's going through it, but she (laughs) makes it sound like I personally am ruining her day by calling the doctor's office and relaying to her that the insurance is claiming that, you know, they improperly filed something and then she puts me on hold for like 15 minutes and tells me, no, the insurance company is the one that's got it wrong. You know, I better call them back and tell them so. And she's got the documentation right there in front of her. And I just want to ask her if there's any way that she can tell them that because I don't have the documentation and I don't want to wait on hold with the insurance company for half an hour and get transferred three times. And she's already hung up on me. And this is going to be my whole fucking morning. Like, my whole fucking morning. And I already feel an old 
texts are happening because I know I'm going to have to call them back. And, and she's, and then I just have to call them again. And so I have to call the insurance company again. And I get put on hold for another half hour. And I get transferred three times. And I call them and I say, okay, so my doctor's office says that they have documentation <laughs> and that they're the ones who made the mistake. And my insurance says, okay, well, we just got a call from your doctor's office and they're saying that. But no, actually, we're apparently there was like an error in our processing and so now that we're saying that we got an incomplete bill and we're gonna need you to call the doctor's office again and i say but no i just got back from the doctor's office and they're like okay well actually we need to transfer you to a different department and i say no please don't oh, so transfer still me. Going. and then it's i got still going. oh yeah no and then i got put back on hold again and then no. i'm on hold for another 20 minutes and then the call drops out <laughs> and i know that I'm gonna have to call them back. In my head, Cannon, all of this is being narrated by Pennywise. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to call. Them. You're going to have to call you're the insurance. Call them back. <laughs> They're going to have to put you on hold for twenty minutes. <laughs> now, does that make for a compelling horror movie? No, no. the podcaster version. <laughs> you didn't plug in your microphone. No. But did it make you anxious and upset having to hear it? It was like there was a moment where I was like, surely they'll they'll make a joke or make it funny. And then it just kept going. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> they're just taking the opportunity to vent for a few about this. I'm not interrupting anymore. This is a horrible thing that just that just happens that you just have to deal with. Yeah, just it's just anxious and upsetting. Or uh, the it begins with uh, you sitting down after literally for the first time in ever actually doing a nighttime routine to get ready for bed, and then finally laying down, and then just hearing a voice in your head be like, Boy, college is pretty cool. Oh, you'll never get to go back to that, because time is only going to move forward. It hurdles forward. You're about to be awake for two more hours. Ah! <laughs> exactly. That is a Pennywise that is scary for adults and, in a way, that makes it impossible for freaks <laughs> on the internet to fuck him. Because all he does is talk about insurance. It's nothing to him <laughs> yelling about insurance in your ear. And having to be on hold and, and transferred through a phone tree. Like, even if someone came in and was like, I don't care about the insurance thing. <laughs> It's just he's very fuckable looking. Like, by the end, they're like, no, nah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not fucking this clown no more. I'm not. <laughs> it's like a ti- It's like a timeshare fucking with this clown, and I am not signing up. I can't do this. <laughs> so, oh, fuck. That hurt. I know that was your goal, but that hurt. Exactly. Not all fan fiction is necessarily going to be a pleasurable experience. My immortal. <laughs> <laughs> So, mine is, uh, mine's relatively dark, and you were talking about, like, we haven't gone through many tropes, and this is, this is a pseudo-crossover, in that I've not pulled any characters, or settings, or locations from another story, but I have pulled, basically, like, plot ideas. I've stolen plot ideas from two specific things I can think of, and... This is a alternate version of Dairy, and in this alternate version, there's no Losers Club. Story does not focus 
on six young and plucky kids who come together and fuck in the sewer to defeat a clown. It focuses on one child. It focuses on Georgie, the star of the Denbra house, a young child that to many was a prodigy, and that made everyone fucking jealous of him. Everyone hates him. He is a young, bullied kid, spends his days meticulously calculating. I, I assume you much like me got bullied, and after a while, your brain starts thinking, how do I not get bullied today? What moves do I need to make in this 3D game of chess that is life to not get bullied? And that's the kind of kid he is. He's very meticulous calculating everything he does just to make sure he doesn't get bullied by the kids at school. Or worse, his brother Bill, who in this movie is a straight-up fucking bully. And oh, the, no. the uh, opening of the film, his calculations were off, unfortunately, because even though he spent his evening at his desk calmly making a small origami boat, Bill still bursts in, furious, staring at Georgie and screaming, why are you at my desk, even though it is Georgie's desk? Uh, I have Georgie, a feeling I know where this is going to go, and I don't like it. <laughs> you probably do, and I'm excited. Uh, Georgie tries to argue back. Bill grabs him by the arm, tries to pull him away, but Georgie's like, quick, he's like a ninja, jerks the arm away. He's dealt with this before. He's got great reflexes, but he does not have enough reflexes to avoid Bill. Pap! Just smacking him across the face and sending him to the ground. Picks up the boat, and he smirks and throws it out the window, and it lands in a puddle. Georgie has enough, rushes outside, chasing after the boat, and Bill tries to follow, fearing that his parents would find out and punish him. But once he reaches the door, he's like, fuck it, let's Georgie run off. At that point, Bill genuinely thinks Georgie might die out there, and he was willing to let him. So Georgie goes towards the sailboat, heavy wind catches it. It's the fucking opening of it, you know. Fucking, he tries, he races down the uh, street. He sees it about to fall into the grate, literally like fucking, like you're trying to make a make home in a baseball game, which is a reference I didn't think I'd make. Jumps, falls, scrapes his knee, and he's just quietly staring there at the vent like, fuck Bill. Bill fucking sucks. And then, hey there, Georgie. Hello. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? I, uh, I think I'm good, actually. You seem like a nice boy, Georgie. Do you have a lot of friends? Not particularly. What? Oh, no, I bet I can make everyone love you, Georgie. I bet I can make the world love you. And then Georgie just kind of stares at him, and that calculating brain starts working again. <laughs> you seem upset, Georgie. <laughs> Me and this wanna... clown, we're going places. <laughs> Do you want a balloon? <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. Oh, have no worries. I'm Pennywise, the dancing clown. Pennywise, meet Georgie. Georgie, meet Pennywise. There. We're not strangers anymore, are we? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go now. What? Without your boat? You don't want to lose that, do you? You came all this way for it, right? It would certainly show that brother of yours if you came back with it. Go on, Georgie. Take it. Georgie reaches out for the boat. His fingers are touching the wet paper edges. And then, how? 
Pennywise lurches forward, his mouth becoming an abnormal mass of teeth that stretch on infinitely down a dark, bloody gullet, snapping forward and finds no purchase because Georgie has some fucking good reflexes, yanking his arms away and staring down at Pennywise. It was just like, come on, Georgie, take it. <laughs> come on, take it, take it, Georgie. And he is, uh, Georgie just stands up, is like, fuck this, runs back home, and he finds Bill waiting on him. What the hell are you thinking, loser? Bill, furious, shoves him back into a puddle of mud and water that splashes up on his face. Do you know what would have happened if mom and dad found out about this? Do you know what would have happened to me if you died or something? What's going through that dumb brain of yours? Standing over him and posing. I... Georgie stares up at his brother with fear, that same fear he lived with his entire life, that same fear he felt being approached by that clown in the sewer. And that's when his mind gets to work, and he looks up at Bill and says, (laughs) I need your help. Help? With what? My boat fell down a storm drain. Can you help me go get it? I'm too weak to do anything. I'm I'm not strong like my big brother. Fine. At that point, Bill relents. Georgie played to his ego perfectly, and he follows Georgie down to the storm drain. And they found Bill's adopt body the very next day. His arm ripped away from the stump and blood pooling around him. And that night, Georgie slept more peacefully than he had in his entire life. Motherfucker, it's Death Note with Pennywise. <laughs> Or alternately, that one episode of Billy and Mandy where Billy becomes a brain pimp. And it's it's Georgie teaming up with Pennywise to painstakingly and torturously kill every person who has ever bullied him. And it starts out normal. It's a basic revenge story. Bullies that tortured Georgie would get their comeuppance. But then Georgie starts to go mad. It evolves. Teachers would try to give him B's or C's, and they would be found in bloody piles of viscera the next day. Small accidents would end up in scenes of graphic violence. Georgie's mind is becoming warped. And eventually, Pennywise would be like, this is fucked. His Georgie's attitude becomes one of ego and entitlement. He'd scream at Pennywise. Like, why the fuck are you not listening to me? De- probably not fuck, because he is still a 10-year-old boy. He's, like, demanding <laughs> no, no, exactly. Why the fuck aren't you listening to me, Pennywise, you little bitch? Yeah, so he's demanding. <laughs> he carry out demands. And Pennywise would get upset. Pennywise would go full Pennywise trying to torture Georgie with the same vim and vigor that he brought to his other victims. But Georgie just looks up at him and screams, Do you think you scare me? Do you know what I had to deal with before you came along? The beatings, the torture, the insults that bash against my skull as I try to sleep? You're nothing without me, Pennywise. You would have nothing without me. I am what gives you your strength. I am what gives you your power. Without me, you are a sad, lonely little clown. And this scene is like the end of chapter two, but you're actually supposed to feel sad for Pennywise as he turns into a baby. Pennywise, I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> Get on the money plane, motherfucker. Bring me my money. Uh, I'm Darius the Rubble Crouch, motherfucker. 
this much maligned demigod of terror is reduced to nothing in the eyes of human cruelty, which is the most high school line I've written in this. Um, so much like uh, much like Stephen King, I have no idea what happens in the middle, but there's a generic idea there. So then, end of the film. Georgie has landed on his final targets, his parents, who have just been dead. They've seen Georgie being basically Spider-Man 3 emo hair. They're trying to get him help. They send him to therapy, but unfortunately, this therapist disappears after their first three sessions. Don't know why. And they're left with no choice. Send him away to boarding school. It's a very low-key fucking option, but I don't care. But the boarding school is out of dairy. And realizing that this would take Pennywise away, Georgie is left with no choice. And this is where the Buckwild ending happens! Uh, the entire interior of the house turns into, like, a dark hellscape of a carnival. Pennywise does... He fucking flosses or whatever those weird dances he was doing. Uh, yeah, and- he does some, like, fucking Fortnite dancing. That's yeah. a thing that happens. Uh, Pennywise <laughs> stalks mom and dad throughout the entire house, and the family try to fight back but it's impossible to defeat an enemy that you don't know, which is one of the other problems I have with it, is there's too much information on Pennywise. I'm like, okay, he's not as scary now that I know everything, but his family ends up dead, Georgie does it, and Pennywise tries to turn on him one more time, and he haunts him with the visages of his dead parents who come up in Fortnite dance or whatever, and <laughs> basically he's Georgie's like, I'm not afraid of you. No. But you should be afraid of who you've become. And then that point, Pennywise turns into, and I stole this from Scott Pilgrim, a dark form of Georgie. And there is now a mental battle of Georgie dealing with what he had become through all of this dark deeds. And eventually Georgie leads him into the kitchen, grabs a kitchen knife, stabs him through the heart, blood sprays everywhere, and Pennywise disappears. The house turns back to normal. And Georgie is just full on like, fuck, fuck. And then, wait, hold on. Oh, jeez, because <laughs> I'm a 10-year-old boy. And then he looks at the knife in his hand, planted directly into the heart of his own mother. And Georgie's now like, ah, oh, dang it, <laughs> and stares at <in> fear. <laughs> I think, then, if, I think if a 10-year-old stabs his mom, he should be allowed to say fuck. Okay. Uh, so now he's staring in, poli- staring in fear. Police lights shine through the windows, and Pennywise is gone. Pennywise is allegedly dead, and Georgie has returned to who he was before this all started, powerless and weak. Police break down the door, surround Georgie, pull him away from his parents, who were just dead on arrival, and they load Georgie up placing shackles around his wrists and lead him out of the police cruiser. And as he begins to drive away, you just hear the sound of Pennywise cackling in his ear. Pennywise finally fucking got him. He finally got what he wanted out of Georgie all along. True terror. Boom. Oh, wait a minute. post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we cut to Georgie in a mental asylum, because given the fact that his defense was, a fucking evil clown did it, it wasn't me, it's pretty easy for people to be like, he's insane. So they drive him off, he's in an insane asylum, and he's sitting in the cell, and then at the bottom of the screen it says, 27 years later. And from the outside of the cell, we hear a shocked gasp, a scream, and then just like, 
like the fucking elevator and the shining, like a wave of blood rushes in front of Georgie's cell. And then it's a it's a real get out shot because it's just a close up on Georgie's face. He's just <sighs> breathing heavily as fuck. Then we hear a sound of a crash and we see Georgie's face kind of jerk. The cell door creeps open and we see Georgie look up breathing heavily. You could see fear growing in his eyes. And then we hear Pennywise laugh, and right before we cut, a little smile grows on Georgie's face. Got the gang back together, baby! (laughs) So, that's my fanfiction. I mean, it's no having to call up your doctor's office on the phone. Well, like I said, I was looking at, uh, I was looking at, like, the themes of the book, Loss of Childhood Innocence, and I think... Stabbing your mom in the heart certainly gets rid of some childhood innocence. I mean, that would do it. Yeah. I just was sitting there like, man, fucking, it'd be cool if a kid used Pennywise and became evil. (laughs) No, no. It has, like, very um, strong, like, goosebumps, but three steps harder vibes. Goosebumps went hard in the motherfucking paint. It yes. would become this. If Goosebumps really wanted to fuck you up. Yeah. And initially my idea was going to be that he um oh fuck, what was it? It was gonna be that he was an orphan, but then I realized that, that would mean two fan fictions I've brought where orphans turned evil, and I'm like, I can't let that be my narrative I push on this show. <laughs> that narrative that all orphans are evil or Batman. Scotty coming in hard with the anti-orphan agenda. <laughs> my my fan fiction next week. Fuck orphans. Anyway, back to the show. So I did it. I did any any questions? How do I fix it? How do I make it better? Because like, I don't know. I, I like the idea that for some reason this ten year old is just so fucking hard that Pennywise is scared of him. Well, that's after a little bit of a descent into madness. Like, because at first Pennywise is full on just like, brains, brains, it's okay. Like, just bring him to me, baby. But then, like, once he starts to turn, like, that's the, that's the switching of the roles. Because at first it does seem like Pennywise is in control. And then that's the moment where you realize, oh, fuck, Georgie's worse than we thought. Something happened to Georgie. <laughs> Georgie ain't right. <laughs> Something ain't wrong right in that Georgie kid's head. Fuck. I'm not gonna, the moment you said, I think I know where this is going, I said, ah, shit. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be a big, big fun twist, but no. Uh, well, for, okay, to be fair, there were it was a couple different things. First, I assumed that Georgie was going to grow up and be the Pennywise. <laughs> But you said serial killer. I like that. I like that so much more. (laughs) And then, um, then it was like, ah, no, he will recruit the Pennywise. But yeah, no, my, my first instinct when you said serial killer and then Georgie being bullied by Bill, it was like, oh no, he, he, he will become the Pennywise. (laughs) (laughs) He is Pennywise. (laughs) Oh shit, we did it. We made an episode and I didn't even have to watch it to do it. Hell yeah. There you go. That, and that just further cements that I'm going to be able to get away without having to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop. 
That I love how that's the second thing I've wrote down on our list. By the way, was Paul Blart Mall Cop? Spe- probably two specifically because two was very good. Not gonna, I'm re- I refuse. Anyways, oh, should we start like teasing next week's episode? Because now we know we've got like the next five weeks planned. That's true. I guess we can do that now. Yeah, I guess we could do that, but, like, I think we should call in somebody to do this. Like, I think we need to uh, send a message out to somebody to tell people what next week's episode, but I just don't know. Like, in that kind of situation, who are you gonna call? (laughs) (laughs) You suck. Ghostbusters! (laughs) We're doing Ghostbusters next week, and I'm very excited. I I assume we're just gonna talk whole franchise, right? So I can gush about Kate McKinnon. Oh, that's what I, I mean, that's what I assume. We were gonna pretend the first two, like, iconic films didn't exist. Yeah, make the whole internet (laughs) furious with us. Yeah, just uh, only Kate McKinnon. Because, like, I don't know about you, but Busted makes me feel good. (laughs) You suck now! (laughs) Oh... Top 10 heartbreaks of all time was when I found out Kate McKinnon was a lesbian. I just remember being like, I was in a relationship too. And I just remember looking down like, there's no hope for me. There's no love in this life. Yeah, see, I was just like, yes. Got him. We got him. We got him. Let's go. Got a shot. (laughs) All right, Mega, where can people find you on the internet? I am hiding underneath the sewers of Derry, Maine. making podcasts biting arms just doing my thing you know get on the hustle on that grind and also at onolitclass.com where i do a podcast about literature and also dick jokes both of those things together in in harmony you want to follow me on twitter i'm on twitter you want to follow me just coming from underneath the ground (laughs) hello georgie do you want to follow me on twitter i knew you do it's at, at Meg underscore danger. And you can find me. Your, your Pennywise got a little nerdy at the end. I'm, uh, if, you, okay. if you have not figured it out this many episodes in, I am not good at impressions. I have one good impression, and I'm I'm holding on to it. I'm saving it on, on for the a Megan, specific episode. Uh, on the Megan impressions meter, I think Pennywise is pretty high up there, though. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and you can find this show, my show, Sammy Magic, which is basically fan fiction, but for Harry Potter, if it wasn't fucking garbage turf bullshit, all online at a load of pure BS.com. And remember to support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash load of BS is a website where you get exclusive content from all the shows for the price of a $5 foot long. Do you know how much a $5 foot long costs? <laughs> We still need a show. I don't know what it would be outside of us just watching garbage movies and fixing them. Mm. Gotta get on that. Yep. I'm gonna start setting a timer for how long it takes for you to realize you have to thank your own brother. (laughs) (laughs) I don't thank my own brother on our own fucking show. Thank you to Best Day for... The, the song that plays on this show. You can hear other very good songs that he does at soundcloud.com slash best-day. And of course, pick up your fun fiction merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. 
But until next time, don't fuck clowns! Please don't fuck clowns. Don't fuck in a sewer! Don't fuck nowhere! If there Just was a- don't, don't fuck! Don't do it! No more fucking! This is our stance! No more fucking loud! <laughs> Bye! <laughs> <laughs>